0: where else can we go? Who else has the words of eternal life? And Lord, we pray we would hear those words afresh this morning, that you would speak to our hearts. In the name of Christ, amen. I'd like to take a seat. Jesus says, I am the bread of life, and I want to share with you four things about this bread uh, this morning. The first is that this, uh, Jesus is the bread of life, the bread which satisfies. Uh, This week I had occasion to uh, take my son out for a meal. we would had a a busy day, had time to cook a nice uh, healthy tea as we always do. And uh, so I said, okay, right, we'll go out. Where do you want to go? And he said, well, I'd really like to go to McDonald's. Okay, fine, we'll go to McDonald's. And as we drove, he said, can I go in the front? Yep, you can sit in the front. He said, can I put my music on? Yep, we'll put your CD on. We got to McDonald's. I said, do you want to uh, go in the restaurant or do you want to go for the drive-thru? He said, can we go for the drive-thru? Yep, we'll do that. We got to the point where you uh, order. I said, you can have any burger that you want. He said, I'd really like a Big Mac, but I, I don't like the pickles, I, I don't like cheese. So that's okay. We'll ask him to take the pickles off and no cheese. And his eyes were like dinner plates. So he had his uh, perfect uh, Big Mac. We uh, pulled into the place where you, uh, you stay and you eat, and uh, we sat there. He turned his music up. Uh, he laid down his seat. He laid back, he tucked into his Big Mac, no, no pickles, no cheese, he put his uh, feet up on the dashboard and uh, he said with the the wonder of a nine-year-old, this is the life! (laughs) When you're nine years old, it doesn't get much better than that. If he was speaking in New Testament Greek, he would say, this is the Zoe, this is the Zoe, this is the life. There are two words for life in Greek, the Greek of Jesus' day. Zoe meaning life, quality of life, living, being fully alive. And uh, bios meaning uh, just living, existing, just being, biological life. And Jesus says, I am the bread of Zoe. I am the bread of life. I am the bread that satisfies. I am the one who will make you truly alive. I will do more than just make you exist, but I will bring you fully to life. It's an incredible claim. Jesus says, in effect, nothing else, no one else, can satisfy as I do. I am the bread which satisfies Earlier on in this chapter, just a few uh, verses before, he uh, says to the crowd who are listening to him, Do not work for food that spoils. Instead, feast on the bread of heaven. Do not work for food that spoils. Do not put everything into things that ultimately will let you down. Work family, relationships, love, sport, leisure. These are all good things. These are all gifts from God. They're all uh, things through which uh, we find a sense of fulfillment, a measure of satisfaction. But they can never be the fullest fulfillment for us. They can never satisfy us completely. And if we put everything, all that we are, into any one or a couple of these things, two things uh, will happen. The first is we'll be disappointed because they can't bear the weight. They can never satisfy us at the deepest level. We'll become disappointed because these aren't the bread that satisfies. And so what we tend to do is to work harder at them to put more into our career, to invest more and more into a particular relationship. And in turn, we become exhausted. We give more and more and more, and we have a sense of diminishing returns. Jesus says these things are good, but they're not the ultimate good. Instead, he points to himself. He says, I am the bread of heaven. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the way. I am the true vine. Time and time and time again, Jesus points to himself as the one who truly satisfies. And through all of these sayings of Jesus, there are echoes of that encounter in the Old Testament. Between Moses and the God of Abraham. God who appears in the form of a burning bush. And Moses says to him, who are you? And the voice replies, I am who I am. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. I've come to give you, Zoe, life. I'm the bread that satisfies second thing about this bread, this bread of heaven, is that it must be broken. So I've told you all, I've started taking up bread, making bread in my midlife crisis. Looks fantastic, doesn't it? Made this last night. But you never really know how good it is until you break it open. Jesus is the bread of heaven. Thank you. (laughs) The bread of heaven that must be broken doesn't look just look good on the outside. He's not just a moral teacher. He's more than a guide for life. He's a savior. And he's a savior who experienced brokenness, who knew anger who knew grief, who wept, who suffered. A Saviour who suffers with us and suffers for us. A Saviour who knows the dereliction of the cross. One who through brokenness becomes our Saviour. John the Baptist, when he's baptising on the River Jordan, sees Jesus walking towards him and he says two things about him. Behold the Lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world. Behold the one who will baptize you, who will fill you with God's Holy Spirit. And those two things go together. The Saviour, the cross, the forgiveness of sins, the fullness of life, the giving of the Spirit, life eternal. Jesus talked about the life that he would bring a lot and he talked about the death that he would die a lot too John chapter 12 just a few chapters on he talks about being lifted up about dying about drawing others to himself in his discourse with his disciples in those uh, days before uh, he would be on trial he talks of his need to leave them and he tells them that unless he leaves them, unless he dies, unless he walks the way of the cross, the spirit will not be given. The life of God will not be poured out. In liturgical churches like ours, we celebrate these 40 days of Lent leading up until Good Friday and Easter Sunday. And then we journey in another 40 days until Pentecost where we remember the pouring out of God's Spirit. And the Spirit could not be poured out unless the Saviour had died and rose again. Throughout the Old Testament, they longed for that day when God would come down from heaven and fill people's hearts. And in Christ he comes, dies the death that we all should die rises again that we might rise with him and pours out his spirit that we might be changed. When Jesus died on the cross, a soldier put a spear in his side. The Gospels tell us that blood and water flowed. Protestant uh, theologians have always looked at that as a sign of uh, the fact that Jesus was uh, properly uh, dead, fully dead if you like. He hadn't just swooned and that his blood had separated uh, into blood and water. There's a tradition in the Catholic Church that what this represents is more than just that, but it's a symbol of uh, the death that Jesus dies in his blood being shed and the life that he brings through that death, in the water, the spirit being poured out. Jesus is the bread of heaven, a bread which must be broken. And if it's broken then it might be consumed. You can't eat bread unless you first break it open. Verse 28 of our passage, just before we heard read, uh, the crowd asked Jesus, what must we do to do the work that God requires? What must we do to please God? What must we do to be right with good? What do you, teacher, think that we should do? And Jesus replies, verse 29, this is the work that God requires This is what you should do. This is the answer. Believe in the one whom he has sent. Verse 35. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. Verse 51. I am the bread of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. To be a Christian is to believe, to trust in Jesus Christ. To look to him first and foremost for all that we need. To seek his forgiveness and his grace. To day by day renew our trust in him. The same Jesus yesterday today and forever. Jesus wanted his disciples never to forget this. He taught them this time and time again. And as he was about to leave them, he gave them a meal so that they would never forget. Whenever you meet together, he said to them, do this in remembrance of me. Take bread and remember my words, this is my body given for you. Take wine and remember my words, this is my blood shed for you. This is the heart of what communion is about. About remembering. Not just bringing back to mind, but remembering, putting the members back together, bringing the church back together in unity around the table, as together we renew our trust in Christ, as together we reconnect with Christ, as together we remember all that he has done for us and wants to do in us. Matters not a whit whether communion is sung or said, whether we kneel or stand to receive whether the person presiding wears robes or no robes, whether we prefer a formal style or an informal meeting in our homes. The key point of communion is do we receive? Not do we receive the bread and the wine, the physical elements, but do we receive him? Do we come to him? Do we renew our trust in him? Think again on those words of invitation we say every time we gather together to receive Communion. Feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving. Bread broken that it might be consumed, that we might feed and trust on him. And fourthly and finally, Jesus is the bread of heaven, the bread that sustains. We've all had those moments where we just need something to keep us going. Blood sugar's running low and there's a desperate uh, dash to the supermarket or the corner shop for a Mars bar or a boiled sweet or a sandwich or something. Just to keep us going. Just to get us through the next uh, few hours. Christ is the one who is able to keep us going. Throughout this passage where Jesus talks about being the bread of life, there's reference again and again to uh, that same Moses who encountered God in the burning bush, who led the people of Israel through the desert, through the wilderness, through the dry and hard times. And in those times, God provided for his people, by means of manna from heaven, literally bread from heaven. Each morning they would awake and there would be the manna on the ground. They would gather enough, just enough, for each day. And it would sustain them for that day. Each day, they received just enough to keep them going. In that story in Exodus, there is a physical foreshadowing of a present spiritual reality. That the Lord Jesus sustains us. He gives us enough grace for each and every day. Remember our reading from Romans? Paul writes, For your sake we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. This was their present reality. But in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm convinced that neither death nor life or angels or demons, not things in the present nor in the future, no powers, no height, no depth, nothing in all creation will ever separate us from the love of God. He wrote to the church in Philippi, a church which was also undergoing great persecution. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but we don't despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Christ so that the life of Christ might also be revealed. We do not lose heart. That outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. We do not lose heart. That outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we are renewed day by day. Jesus is the bread who sustains. One of the privileges of being a minister is being with people in those moments of extremity, in those difficult times. One of the privileges I've uh, had over the years is being with people in hospital when they've had a difficult diagnosis. And being with people who suffer, are suffering from cancer. Being with people who are worried about the future of their child. Sitting with those who have been made redundant. Coming alongside those whose uh, family life is fracturing. And time and time again I've heard uh, this testimony from people in this church. People you know a little bit, but not too well. People in the rows beside you and behind you. We do not lose heart. Outwardly, we're wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are renewed. Time and again, people in this church and churches like ours, ordinary churches, have discovered that in Christ, there is the one who sustains In Christ, there is the one who keeps us going. In Christ, there is enough grace for today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the bread of heaven. Jesus satisfies. Jesus was broken. Jesus invites us every day, but particularly in communion, To feed on him. Jesus will sustain us. In the name of Christ. Amen.